0: all right andrew so we worked on an essay together entitled what abortion means and there's been a little bit of controversy that has actually gotten kind of popular in terms of um some traction which you know, mm-hmm. uh for us is a big deal right? <laughs> uh, somebody read our article yeah, i know we're not big, <laughs> we're, we're not the big players um but i i think i think Part of that is because um, I was finding in, in writing it that we were really touching on something new um, or at mm-hmm. least some um, at least we we're touching on some kind of revelation that I think needed to happen um, so maybe I'll start just by talking about like my experience with the pro-life movement and, and with the whole abortion discussion it's sort of an odd one in that like I have an immense respect for people that are in the pro-life movement, because generally, I find what that means is that they're more courageous than me. Right. Like, like, they do more. They're willing to...
1: They suffer humiliation. Totally. They, Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've been to... You know, I've done a few picket lines, protests, um, and I've always, you know, had this overwhelming sense of, like, I... Knew I ought to be doing it, but also like I, I just feel like I want to run away. I, I just
1: think it's clear that the pro-lifers are on the right side. Yeah, totally of, the, of this issue. Right. Right.
0: So any kind of critique is sort of couched within this, like yeah. uh, when you know when we all face Jesus, and you know the pro-lifers say like I endured humiliation, and I say like I have a critique of the pro-life movement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> think, You're lose that. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be particularly impressive. Um, <laughs> So, so with that said, my experience within the pro-life movement has been a kind of uh, tragic, um, tragic losing of ground, in the sense that I always felt that what was most effective, or what seemed to just be most effective, when talking to people that were considering abortion themselves, or were promoting abortion or abortion rights, um, was to kind of cut through all of the political language and just talk about persons. So, right. and this is why I think. Catholics and Christians are very drawn to the defense of the weak, um, in this regard is because what actually seems to be effective is to be like, okay, forget this discussion about rights and choice and, and the kind of policy debates and the court and what's allowed and what's licit. Like, let's talk about your child, you as a mother, right. Right. And how can we talk about it in such a way that makes you not want to get rid of your child, not want to kill your child. Um, let's acknowledge the relationship, right? That you yeah. are not the same now that you have a new person within right. you. Like you have become constitutively different. And when that's done in charity, when that's done in love, when you just are explicit and talk about things like God loves your child, God loves you, he created this child to destroy this child would be an offense, a sin. Right. Like that kind of language seems to be actually
1: what's on the ground effective. Yeah, Then and, and that kind of language coupled with taking seriously the fears and, 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 you know, the, the, the the material concerns that lead a woman down this path, the social pressures that lead her down this path, all the sorts of things. So you, you combine those two things. So like it's what seems to be most effective is like you said, that sort of direct appeal to purse the person. Yeah. And then coupled with, and we can take care of these other problems too. Exactly. Like those don't have to be decisive. Right. Exactly. Right. You combine those two.
0: And, and, they, but I think that then what's also apparent is uh, while this is the experience of many people who are talking with women, considering abortions, it, there's this weird disconnect when it becomes a public debate yep. and all of that language you feel ashamed to use, even though you know, it's effective on the ground, like it right. actually turns people away and says, you know, from killing their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start to enter into this conversation of um, rights and legal personhood Personhood, Um, and what we begin to do is try to have an argument um, for why abortion shouldn't be allowed from an essentially what you might just uh, crudely or simply just call secularized field right so it's like let's let's argue this from the perspective of our culture
1: which is essentially yeah so how can we translate what's what we actually believe and what's actually effective into the the idiom of liberalism right exactly can we do
0: that and one of one of the big like ways i think this just becomes apparently problematic and this isn't really the focus of the article but i think it it sort of frames it is if you spend this time kind of articulating legal personhood so like there's this thing enshrined in law that we call a person and i think the fetus is that thing Mm -hmm. for some reason even no matter how effectively you do that um, it feels like this great loss because the appeal is essentially on the basis of the law, um which is we already know to be disappointing and vague and changing and in the hands of political power right um so the idea that the law somehow enshrines the truth, I think at this point in history, no one actually thinks right, so what you end up doing is making a proceduralist argument, so you basically end up saying something like this like okay i know I know the game, and I know what things were allowed to kill and what things were not allowed to kill on the basis of the law of our nation, right? Um, and so I'm going to play the game and describe the fetus as a non-killable entity. That's right? right. Yeah. Right. And I think the great loss is even when you win, you lose because the person who's actually considering an abortion, right, now considers that person's, uh, that actual person in within her body as only having that value insofar as it's a proven sort of legal status. Right, exactly right. And so then killing the child, right, becomes at most a kind of illicit thing to do in reference to
1: the state and its laws. Um, Yeah, and keeping the child becomes a a choice that's being made within one's rights in relationship to another legal person within its rights. It becomes translated into... And the sort of liberal negotiation of rights right. and, and contracts in totally. a sense and not, and not something that was primeval, something that was primordial, that was prior to all of that. Totally. I
0: right. think in, in Christ's words, there's a sort of, um, premonition of this in that he talks about whoever has hatred in his heart towards his brother is liable for the sin of killing them. Mm-hmm. He talks about this. And I think what's really fantastic about that is he knows where the real motivations are, right? Like, the real motivation is in the heart; it is that immediate sense of your brother, your neighbor that is what establishes the person as someone that we should protect um, like we I, I really do think we have a Christian conscience in this regard right um, and so even when we win on the ground of legal personhood, right, we do it at a certain expense of taking away that um, that kind of intimate knowledge where. The actual phenomenological experience of considering the person says, "Don't kill."
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's always struck me as being. I mean, sometimes I have a very literal mind function, and and, and w- w- the arguments for personhood for the fetus has always struck me as incomplete because, because, okay, let's 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 concede full full personhood, legal personhood, to the fetus. Well, now we're in the situation where. That doesn't get us out of the problem because now the woman is also obviously a legal person, who has decided she doesn't want this other person on her body, mm-hmm. right? And we, 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 it's like we haven't gone far enough. We need to, if we're going to really translate it into liberal terms, and we're going to um, per- protect the legal right to life of the fetus, then we have to posit some sort of a contract between the woman and the and the child. Right. Well, maybe
0: explain that because that might not be as. Immediately understandable, people. So well, because
1: because, let's say there's a person on my lawn and I own it. And within liberal terms, I can say, Le- get off my property." Totally right. And I'm not denying your legal personhood. In fact, my insistence that you get off my property uh, accepts your legal legal personhood entirely. Right? There's no there's no there's no there's no conflict there. Right right i'm a legal person you're a legal person you're on my property get off my property if you don't get off my property i'm going to call the police and they're going to remove you from my property mm-hmm. right so the only way that, that that fails would be if you and i as two legal persons have some sort of contract that that i've agreed for you to be able to use my property right. and now that contract is legally binding right totally so is does such a contract exist if not legal person it doesn't get us anywhere right well to- i
0: mean and, and it seems that People would probably argue that, I mean, and this really cuts down to this weird question that we have about cases of, like, abuse or rape or incest, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Obviously, within the conservative movement, broadly speaking, most conservatives seem to capitulate when it comes to some kind of act of um, rape or something where it's essentially... it can it, some, something where it's essentially entirely clear that it's not the choice of the woman. And yeah. I think what the impulse is there mm-hmm. is essentially a liberal impulse. What they're right. saying is something like this, like as long as you can posit, no matter how vaguely the existence of a moment of consent to the child, right. Then you can enforce that as a theoretical contract. Now I want to talk about why that, that seems problematic in itself, but what's, what, Gives proof to the fact that it really is they're looking for the moment of the contract is that they capitulate the moment that it's clear that's right. that there isn't yeah. one. It's like, oh, yeah. well, she was raped. Well, then, okay. Yeah. Or right. in the case of so I mean, they're looking yeah. for
1: some they, what they what they feel into almost intuitively is they need the point at which it's the woman's fault that she's pregnant right. in some sense, right? Like she's done something to to make this happen, right? Totally. And now she needs to sort of suffer the consequences for it or something. Yeah. But that's not the way contracts work, right? Like contracts, like like let's just get it through it's like well okay so when she when the woman consents to having sex then she's what making a contract with whom (laughs) like the child doesn't exist right right she's making a contract with like the cosmos or you know i mean really i mean i'm very i mean i'm not trying to be flippant i'm like really serious it's like you can't make a con a contract with a legal entity that doesn't exist right and that person only comes into being after the act that's like part of the of the the definition of it and so we can maybe if we're just looking at sort of moral culpability we can say oh well you you should have known better you shouldn't have done that all those sorts of things but that doesn't translate into legal into legal rights right I don't think it can
0: no at most that's a sign (laughs) of like our our lingering Christianity being translated into liberalism because what are we really trying to say the child is innocent that's right they're innocent of our world and so don't you know no matter how horrible the circumstances of a pregnancy right. like the child is not the one to blame that's which right. is a very catholic vision essentially of the goodness that's right. in
1: but we feel the recreation. need to to, to translate yeah. that into these these liberal terms which are really liberal terms of competition Mm -hmm. of deal-making of property uh transact property-based transactions right all this stuff and it it can't do it it can't carry the weight well and i think it's because
0: it's what works usually within a liberal society which is almost silly to say like of course speaking in liberal terms works within a liberal society like speaking in pagan terms works within a pagan society yeah yeah
1: no but part of what you were getting at a moment ago i think is really crucial which is that when we do that yeah we we allow for the colonization of areas of life that aren't liberal, like the relationship between a mother and her unborn child, or just the family in general. And so when we we seek out how to translate these relationships into liberal categories and then operate in that way, like we articulate it that way, we fight our legal fights within those categories, we are, it's like even, even fighting against abortion is, within those terms is a mechanism of it, the extension of liberalism into places in human society that aren't yet fully liberal.
0: Right. Right.
1: I mean, it works. That's the reason why that the mechanism of abortion, it's not merely, it's not merely the actual killing of the children. It's the fact that it's a political fight and the, and that we fight it in liberal terms. That's the mechanism. Right. Totally. Right. That's the, that's the, that's the reason why it's important that we keep that political fight going As far as, uh, as far as like the extension of liberalism. Right. Like
0: like to the extent that we keep it like a political issue. Right. We've lost. Right. Because the killing of children isn't political in the sense of a, like a, a, quite a lingering question that public reason needs to figure out. Yeah. There's this
1: horrible, (laughs) tragic irony in the pro-life movement. Right. Where that. The sort of mainstreaming of the pro-life movement into the political, like basically into the Republican Party, and then into the political conflicts, yeah. where was, it's almost like it's it's it's, uh, robbing it of its radical uh, potential yeah. for actual societal change, totally. like at a deep level, and it's it, it's it's almost rendering it um, a, a tool of its own propagation, like, right? You mm-hmm. know, like it, it it yeah, it needs to be. It's like this is
0: really controversial, right? So let's define it as a political controversy so that it can remain. But all of our hatred and abhorrence of the evil will have an outlet, not in the actual eradication of the act, right, right. or the punishment of those who perform it, yep. right, but in uh, debate, right. And then the deb- debate all happens on liberal terms. So.
1: Well, yeah, and and, and like you said earlier, that the sort of concessions that need to be made, so. OK, we're going to make these exceptions for rape and for incest and all of these sorts of uh, things. Well, even if you won all those victories, the pro-lifers, but you kept that framework, yeah. then even, even though the great good of limiting the number of abortion, which would be clearly clearly a good, yeah. the, the sort of mechanism of abortion, of the extension of liberal power, would remain intact. Right. And then it would be pretty much just the whim of the sovereign. What, a, what those exceptions are. Yeah. Right? How do we determine what the exceptions are? Once we've acknowledged that the killing of a child is something that we can do under the right circumstances, and then it's just a matter of figuring out where and when those circumstances are, we we the battle's lost. So
0: this is the turn I think that the article takes, kind of looking back on and after writing it, which is always a weird experience. um, That this dissatisfaction of uh, seeming to lose power even as you gain it, like to lose the argument even as you win it, um, reinforces this idea that abortion has a meaning. It has a reason, right, beyond the kind of uh, individual circumstances of those who perform and undergo abortions. And its meaning is precisely the integration of liberalism within the family, which is Mm -hmm. what we spoke of. So this is where the basic you talked about this already, the basic relationship of the mother and child doesn't have the presumptions that liberalism does. So if we we could just list a bunch, not exhaustively, but, okay, liberalism basically presumes that we're all individuals. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the child in the womb disrupts that entirely. Like, it's a physical problem. Like, where does the mother begin and the child end, or vice versa? Yeah, exactly right. Right? They're literally sharing blood. I mean, this is where the in some respects, silly, like, complaint that the child is a parasite. Right. Like, I don't think you have to deny that. Like, if what you mean is yeah. that it's a being that isn't you that's living off of your blood, then yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Right, right, Um, the, the problem with the liberal assumption is just that parasitism— That or, means you can eradicate it. Right, right. Or just bad in itself. Yeah, they're bad, right. <laughs> like, right. Um, so, but that, but that fundamental view that we're individual, you can see why that leads to that view, right? Mm -hmm. Because anything that disturbs that or blurs that or kind of indicates, you know, maybe we're not individual. Maybe our proper, the proper understanding of the human person is that we're social, right? And that individuality is a kind of abstraction from the person and and that in family and and place. Well, that's
1: one of the things that the relationship between the unborn child and the mother reveals is that at our very origin, we are from another, yeah. And, and dependent upon another and not dependent like as an individual but in fact like we are we are constituted as the particular thing that we are right. in our participation in the life of another right totally right like that is us is that dependency
0: yeah and and it's the one of the heights of absurdity that that liberals in the true sense won't push abortion as far into childhood as they can get it because yeah. the idea that somehow you're no longer utterly dependent on your parents i mean it's it's absurd like right. viable outside of the womb right if your parents choose to keep you yeah viable. Which, is, which is the reason why
1: some some very consistent libertarians yeah. have posited that that we have we, that parents own their children and can sell them or or kill them or right. whatever
0: right no i think that would be a consistent position consistent position yeah right okay so uh, the child reveals the the falsity really of individualism um which is basic to um Liberalism. It also reveals. It's it's also like pregnancy is fundamentally anti-capitalist, and what I mean by that is one of the premises of capitalism is just that everything's private property, right. right? So when John Locke tries to really get to some kind of justification for our ownership, right? He takes it all the way back to our bodies themselves, and he says the body is a form of property. Yes, that's so right. you own your body as you own.
1: Therefore, by the else. extension, you own the fruit of your labor, exactly. and so on. And so exactly. So it's grounded. The, it's a fundamental. Right. Yeah, and, bod- and bodily ownership, yeah.
0: Right, exactly. So, I mean, on, on one sense, this is sort of like a, uh, maybe this is a little bit of a cynical proof text to use Locke here, because it's obvious when you view the body as private property, you have all of the premises set to accept abortion um, mm-hmm. as the you know destruction of a trespasser. Right. Um, but what I think the child shows in that moment is just that things, most of the things in this world are not really owned in this private juridical sense that liberalism says they are. Right. So liberalism has this idea that everything is like kind of in potential to be legally claimed, mm-hmm. right, and essentially protected by the violence of the state. Um, and that's a departure from the Christian tradition that precedes it, which is that everything is only owned insofar as ownership is what helps it um, before everyone, so devoted to the common good. Right. Um, and in the pregnancy, I think you see this right away. It's, it's actually, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I, you I, own your body, right? You can kind of speak yeah. that metaphor, but what ownership means, right? Is precisely that your body, your, like your very body, your habits, your skills, the things that you own that are so intimately connected with you still, like the moral life, the moral call is to devote them all to the common
1: good. Right. So the, the, the traditional Christian understanding would be that so-called ownership is only justified and i use the word justified it's only justified to the extent that it's ordered towards justice right so like i to own something means that i have control over its use but that control is only is only legitimate because it enables me to use it in service of the weak right like that my 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 possession Gives me power, mm-hmm. and that power can only be justified as a service to those below me, yeah. those who who and, and and that's just so it's really we're really it's equivocal when we use the word property, yeah. because what the liberals mean by property is precisely the opposite of that. Right. So we, we use this word private property, and you see in the church tradition, the church supports the naturalness of private property, and then people think they're talking about John Locke, which is absurd. Yeah. I mean it's a, it's, a, it's 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 I think it's an equivocation.
0: Well, and again, this goes back to one of those <clears throat> moments that conceding the abortion debate conceding the abortion debate on, on liberal grounds um, reveals its weakness right mm-hmm. because okay you start to speak in this manner considering the body as property the baby is having its body as a kind of property and the conflict between the two right and um, the the effectiveness right of the christian argument when someone says like my body my choice any kind of slogan that's basically grounded in a Lockean notion of property Mm -hmm. is to say something like well but you don't have the choice to destroy someone else like you don't have that right you want to call it a right sure you don't have that right right there's a power i think in those arguments but it's a power of undermining liberalism right because what's Mm -hmm. it really saying it's like you could flip it on its head and, and speak that same language and just change the words a little bit. What you're saying when you say you don't have that right is to say ownership is for others. Right. So insofar as you take ownership and say I'm mm-hmm. going to direct ownership to instantiate the order of violence and to crush this weak person, like, you don't own it.
1: That's right. You've that, lost legitimacy. Right. Only yeah. an
0: illegitimate order would right. validate that as ownership, right? Any just order would simply say, like, you don't own, you're a thief. Right. That's right. So. Yep. So it puts people that want to make this kind of very like calloused, like my body, my choice. Sorry, kid. You're on my body. Um, that's mm-hmm. my property. You got to get out. That appears to us as calloused, I think, because we have an understanding, I think still. I mean, I'm an optimist in this regard that of this orientation of goods to the common good, that, that, that that's the only way we really get to justify any kind of claim of ownership.
1: I think that's right. right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the child reveals the falsity of the individualism. It reveals the falsity of everything being private property, and so it undermines the, the vision of a world in which what life is is an exchange of various things that we own, which is essentially yeah. The, which the I think it section. also
1: reveals as the failure of, of a failure of the transactional understanding of, of I think person interaction. I think you'd be better at, at describing so the life. I, I mean, I think what 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 the the mother unborn child relationship actually reveals is the logic of the gift mm-hmm. right so the the child has nothing to give back right i mean in, in it, like liter- quite literally right the child can only only receives or only takes from the mother in fact the child is so dependent that he can't even give gratitude right which is sort of the cynical interpretation of the gift right is that by giving gifts what you're actually doing is um, earning gratitude or earning social power or all these sorts of mm, other sort mm. of anthropological tricks to make a gift just more trades, right? Which is what people try to do. But in the relationship between the mother and the unborn child, that falls to pieces, right? The the relationship is fund is really one of giving. So where the powerful gives to the weak, but and this is what's really interesting is that it it explodes the logic of the, of, of power itself because in that. A, a true gift can only be the fruit of love, right? And and so the mother loves and so is giving life to the child. And that in fact empowers the child, right? Like so so in, in its helplessness it now has a sort of claim on its mother. Okay. Right? To to the care the that, that she can only she can provide it. But that power so that, that which she feels, right? Anyone who's a parent knows that. Like we feel the power of the child mm-hmm. and the, the uh, against you. But you also realize that that power is only because of your love, right? Like if your love goes away, the power evaporates, right. right? So the power thats you see, the logic of power itself becomes undermined. So the power, the actually physically powerful, the parent, because of his love empowers the child against him, right? right? Against himself in a sense. But what yeah. we're really doing, we're not, the, the, what I really want us to see is that what we're really doing is undermining the logic of right. power. We're replacing an with, order with the logic of, of the gift, yeah. right?
0: Yeah and it seems like the that that Pauline uh paradox that in weakness we are strong, strong. right I and mean, i'm seeing this again and again and, and maybe we can discuss this cuz i don't want to fall into a kind of um pelagianism but it just seems to me that the the order that's present in the family is such a prefiguration of the order that Christ wants to bring to the entire t- okay never mind i know this is heresy because that's just what the church says, says. <laughs> but but what i think that what what i think maybe we don't realize is what we're saying then is not the family that becomes christian and goes to church Mm -hmm. not just the good family but like the family as the institution that god made when he brought adam to eve right Right. always in its metaphysical structure speaks of christ and speaks of the kind of transformation he has for our 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 evil world yeah Um, that's right yeah and, and so one of the um so that Pauline idea that in weakness we are strong is already present in the family, right? Mm-hmm. And then gets kind of exploded into the entire social order, right? So that, yeah, the weakness of the child becomes a strength in the order of love, right? right. Because the weaker yep. they are, the more demand they have upon your love, right? Right,
1: and the more, the more your love cries out from within you to serve that, right. to serve that weak one.
0: Right, and so, right. Right, and, and, and we really get into the kind of core of what we were trying to argue in the article, which is that that vision, which is so apparent, and I think it really is apparent in the mother-child relationship, because if someone were to say, like, oh, well, what's the child done to deserve my love? Right. right. We would just be like, oh, you're a, you're a bad parent.
1: Yeah, like, There exactly. would be no hesitation. No one <laughs> yeah. would be like, oh, I can kind of see it's how the... you're
0: working from within Austrian economics here. It's yeah. like, no, shut up. <laughs> like, you're <laughs> a jerk, and you know it. Um, the act of abortion is related to the entire social order, mm-hmm. right? Because if this is a paradigmatic moment in which it's so clear that what Christ said was true.
1: I, yeah, right? I think it's, it is like, like the paradigm, yeah. right, that, that relationship. And it, I mean, it, it's worth thinking about that. It's something that struck me recently quite often is, is that Christ is incarnate and the one, the one relationship he has that is the mother-child relationship. I mean, right, like he doesn't have siblings. He doesn't have even his father who raises him is not, is not his biological father, right. right? But he has that relationship with his mother, yeah. That it, and and so what I'm what I what I want to get at there is that it's the paradigm of a loving human relationship, and so all other relationships, to the extent that they're loving, are sort of imaging the mother-child mm-hmm. relationship. I think, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's quite I think that's quite right, and I think it's why the why we ultimately are going to describe the church as a mother, even right. as we describe her as a bride, right? Um, because yep. if the church is in fact the social order when it is finally redeemed by Christ, like when like the, the sorry, there's a lot there's a lot of dynamism here. Yeah. But but when the church is fully the church and encompasses all the nations and replaces the order of violence with the order of love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll also most fully know that she is a mother and that right. the analogy, right, is is it just becomes more and more evident. Right. Yeah, and I think that like what, what does ha- a mother do? A mother takes care of the weak. Right. Like that's who she that's is. What, that's what that's why it means. is the church a mother? Because the the church is that social order in which the weak Be- become strong. Right. In which all power is orientated downwards to the care and service of the weakest, right? right. So that all of creation can be lifted up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think it's awesome. But but what I'm what I'm what I, the point of this article though is well, what does that mean for abortion, right? Mm-hmm. If that's what it means to be a mother, and in some ways that's what it means to be a child, um, what is abortion? Well, abortion isn't simply like an isolated act, like you can kill your child or, or not kill your child and live in a Christian world or a liberal world, depending on what you do. Like abortion as a mere possibility, like the ability to consider your child as a killable entity, right, is a decisive replacement of or rather, it's a decisive argument that one order is foundational and the other is not.
1: That's right. right. So now love is derivative. Love comes second. Right. So you've now you you could have killed the weakest. Right. You chose not to. You've chosen right. to love it. Right. So now your family that emerges out of that choice is secondary to the more primordial choice reality, which is the reality of of raw power.
0: Yeah. And I've always thought this is the one of the again like one of these. Post-liberal conversations that people often have about abortion—I think it's so powerful—is to say we're in a world where every parent, if they're consistent, should, you know, when they're tucking their kids in bed at night, say something like, "I could have killed you, but I didn't." But I didn't, right? Right, because that becomes the structural content of their love. Now, granted, I'm, I'm being hy- hy- there's a hyperbole here because I think real conversion is possible, and that you can actually exist as a Christian
1: within a corrupt social order. Well, yeah, and I actually think that the love, the love that comes second yeah. can be a true love. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not calling question, calling it the familial love that can exist within a liberal regime into question. Right, like it, it really, it really is. But what it isn't anymore is a threat to the liberal regime now it's been incorporated within the liberal regime it's been given a little space to operate yeah but that space is bound and is understood and is controlled and it's no longer radical right
0: it's like okay that's fine if you chose to not kill your kids yeah great you're allowed
1: you you can love you're allowed to give to give weird gifts in exchange for poor returns i guess right (laughs) it may not be prudent but you can do that if you want right
0: right yeah yeah, so so abortion then becomes—I I think what, what becomes revealed is that it has a purpose that is involved in the maintenance of the liberal order. And I think this right. works in two ways. One, in, in the way we just described. Like, it actually realizes some of those lies, right? It says, yep, they are individuals. Yep, you do have your body as private property. Yep, volition comes prior to love. Yep, mm-hmm. power is dominant. Like, all right. of these things are essentially validated in the act of abortion, right? But then what I think is even more potent is that I think in the article I described it as a kind of gun to your back. Mm -hmm. Because what the technology of abortion does is it manipulates the Christian tradition. Because when you kill a child, right, when anyone kills a child, it's abhorrent. And to say that that act was wrong, right, means that liberalism was wrong. It was wrong in the defenses right. it gave. And vice versa, to say that liberalism was wrong means that we now have to acknowledge that this kind of complex, contentious political issue was in fact just us killing our children all along. That's right. right. Yep. And this is why I say it's sort of this threat, because mm-hmm. no one, I think, and I, and I don't even, I'm not trying to be, like, I don't think I can fully conceptualize the personal and social guilt of my own complicitness within the abortion Oh, I, I think
1: it's a civilization-killing thing, right? Exactly. Right. Like you lose confidence in the civilization itself; it brings it down.
0: Right, because the moment you look at it and say, "Okay, we what, did that." What we like the reason. The it's, reason that we have the social order that we have is in and through us killing our children. Right. Like it reinforces it. Right. It also establishes it. It's a self-feeding. Feedback loop, right? Um, I think that's just an immense amount of social guilt and shame that either leads to repentance and conversion, um, or to a kind of suicidal like, like grit your teeth and become a pagan. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But all of this points to why it is that the pro-life movement just can't seem to win, right? Like, why is it that that? I mean, just from a very sort of everyday level we, we talk about needing to astound, get justices on the Supreme Court and if we could vote for the right people so we get the right justices on the Supreme Court and then they'll overthrow Roe versus Wade, But but it never seems to happen mm-hmm. right like we it, it, if there's always some reason why it didn't happen some technicality oh that law or this law or that president or this president you know it, it always it it's always remains just right out of reach right And it's not some sort of a conspiracy theory that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the logic of the system itself at this point requires the legality and the continuation of the political fight that is the abortion fight. Of course. Because, so, because the
0: moment that it doesn't exist, the moment that it's no longer a political fight, if you decisively win it, abortion's evil, we will strike it from our land. Right? All of
1: liberalism is called into question.
0: Because that was the very thing that said it's a political fight. Right. It's the very thing that said, no, this isn't a Christian thing. This is a thing about That's legal right. personhood. This isn't. You're not going to have this debate on the on moral grounds. You're going to have this debate on the grounds of property. As soon of as privacy. We, as
1: soon as we acknowledge that, that there's, a, there's a there's a pre-liberal or non-liberal space uh, issue, then why not every every other issue? Right. Right. Why doesn't that then become contagious? Totally. Totally. Right? I mean, you, the, you the, can't allow it. Like I think
0: immediately of of. Um, actually pornography. So I think of euthanasia. I mean, these kind of life issues. Um, but pornography, I think, is is very similar, right? And in it, in it's uh, exchange, It's supposed to be transactional. It's right. consensual. It's sort of, okay, I can have ethical problems, but then, uh, so you don't want to do child pornography, right? Or you don't want to do non-consensual pornography. But, but as long as you can have this kind of ethical contractual right, right. thing, then it's yeah. then the moral question isn't the point. And, and it's the same thing as abortion in that like you can have a kind of Political conversation about it, mm-hmm. but that just maintains it or like right. modifies the exactly. way it's used. Yep. Um, what it really is is just the use of of prostitution. I mean, it's it's prostitution right. and it is um, adultery. And it's I mean, if we we're going to speak that language, which would be it would always ring in the ears as harsh because we're no longer referring to contracts. And I and I find this exact same thing happens within debates on pornography. It's like Christians, because it's effective, do things like hey, there's a lot of child pornography kind of behind the scenes in pornography, right? right? So in the liberal mode, they point to the moment at which that kind of contractual myth is broken, right? Mm-hmm. And so they succeed on those grounds. They really do. And I think that should be validated as a limitation of evil. Sure. But at the same time, they make it now contractual, right? Yeah, and, what, and, if, and what's, what's, being, evil, what's being being totally
1: yeah. obscured is that, that logic of, of the gift or of a sort of inversion of power that we were talking about earlier and seeing that in the relate in the so-called contractual relationship that underwrites pornography, there's actually a massive power differential. Totally. And that there's there's someone involved who has a lot of power and someone else who has a lot less. And that the, the, the a lot of power is not being used for the weaker party it's being used against the weaker party yeah, it's the extraction it, of labor <laughs> it's just in that and that it went, and that's why the logic of the mother and the child is so devastatingly powerful because mm-hmm. once you allowed it it's like well why wouldn't we extend that to every so-called contract yeah. and see what's yeah. going on? Yeah, totally. Like, is are any of the contracts that, that underwrite our society to peers with exactly the same power structure? Of course not, right? No, like
0: literally, like you have to write the kind of myth of an origins in which you are the same. Same in, in order, order to, yeah, right. Them. I
1: mean, in, in fact, every transaction is it is there is present in it a power differential of some yeah. sort, which means justice is relevant. Yeah. So, you know, you you have to maintain the myth of equality to do away with justice and make transactions neutral. Right. And in doing so, once the transactions are neutral, then the I mean,
0: this maybe sounds more conspiratorial, but I think it just follows is that you heighten the power of the state because the state is what gives those contracts weight because it enforces them.
1: The state is what maintains the the structure of the fiction of equality. Right. Right. So. The, the child working in the factory and the factory owner are equal in the eyes of the state, mm-hmm. in, in the eyes of the law, but in no other sense. Right, exactly. Are they conceivably equal? Right. And right. so you can see
0: how this like, goes both ways. Like The maintenance of these unjust relationships like continues to maintain the regime at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, really, we've been saying the same point over and over again. But I think it's right. really important to get behind, like, once you recognize that there is an order... By which we ought to claim that things should be a certain way that bears no reference to an original moment of consent, mm-hmm. the state is unnecessary. Like it's weak, it's silly. Yeah, no, it's it, like it's, it's like a mob it's Theoretically boss. <laughs> unnecessary, right?
1: It, it, it's necessary. It, it's practically necessary in the order of sin because of sin. Yeah, but it's theoretically yes. You're right. It becomes it becomes inessential. It becomes uh, provisional. It becomes self defeating. Okay,
0: so all in the Bible. Yeah, and. What I think becomes revealed when you talk about abortion as a technology that is kept in play by an elite that need it in order to continuously replace that order of love with an order of violence in every family,
1: right? Yeah, because they're warring against human nature, right? Which is a t- is is trying to reassert itself. Right, it has to happen every year, it has every to happen time, all yeah. the
0: time. Like right. every act of abortion is. Right. it's a regime it has to be maintained right Right. yeah yeah um now we're really describing something that i think can be conceptually no no let me say it again now we're describing something that really is just the same as um the nations that practice child sacrifice in antiquity um so in the sense and this is not to deny the differences right Mm -hmm. because i think the primary difference is just that the actual um, individual motivations of people in our age have been forever changed by Christianity. Absolutely. Like we can't do this in good faith. We can't do this in blind belief. Like we have to justify mm-hmm. what we do with reference to the old order that we're actively replacing, right? So no one aborts for the sake of the strong. Everyone aborts for the sake of the weak, right? So why, why do you kill your child? Well, because you care for that child enough that you want that child to have a really happy life Right, and so now yeah, is not a good exactly. time because it's a punishment, right? Or, to bear or, him or, into
1: these conditions, or the third parties who justify abortion say, it's justified because of the poverty of the woman, or right. she needs, you know, this would make her life more difficult, make it impossible for her to climb out of right. the, the, the 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 bad situation right. she's in, right. and all these sorts of reasons which, why, which, which is, again is about it's about we we need to justify in the sense of the weak,
0: right? And, and but we shouldn't be, we should not pretend that this is like just normal behavior on the parts of people like this is clearly it's, those it's, it's, who have undergone the radical inversion of power that christianity brings into this yeah, world it's are the We're only ones that could ever worry about showing that your act of violence is in fact in some way for the weak like like the very description just screams like christ christian or, right. yeah i like, mean
1: it, yeah the, the ancient the ancient roman or the romans and greeks didn't worry about that right they just exposed the infant because they didn't want him right
0: yeah and so when we but but the similarity, so it, like given that difference, right, which is really important because it 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 needs to be present so that we never lose the compassion that's due to I think of people that are essentially uh, duped um, mm-hmm. by a systemic justice uh, mm-hmm. that that's so hard because the air you breathe that's really hard to see around to to distinguish that is important, but let's get down to what's the same when in the Bible. God again and again uh, says how abhorrent it is um, that the nations practice child sacrifice. Right. And he makes it clear that one of his sort of primary um, goals with the Israelite people is to make them a people who don't sacrifice their children. Right. I mean, this is just Again and again, it's very repetitive in, in a sense. And, whenever and,
1: and often it's, all even, you, it's more repetitive than we even realize because I think often when he talks when the Bible talks about the abominations of the nations yeah. and stuff like that, that's what they're talking
0: right, about. Right, it includes it, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's always um, offering the children to the God, right. um, usually by fire, so an immolated child. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of these methods of aborting allow us to kind of fake a distance, which is not there. It's just a method. Um, right. But th- what is the same... Um, is that it's regime-supporting in either way. Mm -hmm. So the nations of uh, the ancient world are, um, by and large, ruled by kings who have some kind of pretense to divinity, right? Um, And they're mediating that divinity through the idols, so there's a kind of direct um, fooling of the people, Right. right? So, you know, obviously man is not God, but in order to appear as a god, you have to kind of you have to trick people you have to kind of distance your real mortal flesh from people so god kings um you know from nebuchadnezzar to pharaoh um have this regime that's based on the idolatry of power uh in the people that they rule over so instead of power being seen as just power as a power difference between people Mm -hmm. it becomes seen as a a essential quality of one that others don't have i mean i think really this is all that deity or divinity comes to mean exactly Um, there's that story on the island of malta paul gets bitten by a snake and he survives and everyone worships him as a god Mm -hmm. and what's ridiculous about that is how low idolatry brings our view of divinity that right
1: this is the reason i mean this is basically the reason why Christian refusal to acknowledge the divinity of the emperor seems so bizarre to to, to the pagans, because it was like, what do you mean he's obviously powerful? Right, right. Which You're is like, all divinity means. Right. Paul survives so. <laughs> a snake, he's a god. Uh, Herod right.
0: gives a really good speech, he's a god. god. Like, right. it's again like, this and again guy controls
1: a legion, he's a god.
0: Right, and why else yeah. is God so angry about idolatry? It's not just, like, it is a jealousy but these beings aren't real or if they're demons they're pretending mm-hmm. so what's the real anger Well, the anger is the real the true god by a res- result becomes more and more invisible mm-hmm. like once you believe that power makes a god you don't understand a god who proclaims himself as father and so like in his nature like like what divinity is is care for the weak right like it 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 leans down it bends down it right. lifts yeah. up i mean it, they, like that's why it was radical for Christ to call God His Father, is because it actually, it, by undoing idolatry, He's at the same time, uh, un, like restoring a
1: vision of God. But what you're getting at here is yeah. that in the pagan regimes, child sacrifice has the same mechanism as we are saying abortion has now, in that it it puts it. It's the it's the the path yeah. through which a, a system of raw power can colonize the family, which yeah. is always the most immediate or the sort of paradigm of the opposite uh, dynamic of social order, which is the the order of love. Right. So if
0: if divinity and and the God Kings is maintained by the maintenance of power over others, then mm -hmm. the family is um, anti-idolatrous. It's against the regime because you have order, you have peace um, and it doesn't come from a distribution of power from the top down. It comes from below. It comes from below. So the weakness right. of the child is what orders the family. Right. It's like, why does the dad come home every night? Why does the mom do what she does? The weakness, the of, the weakness of the child. The right. weakness of the child. And what is that order? Well, it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. Right? People like it. They <laughs> right. want it. I think, yeah. we should, I think we should be very simple about this. It makes people happy. What the family shows is that a good life is possible. Mm-hmm. Right? And that you don't need um, fear. You don't need to be afraid. And you don't need um to exalt one man as um, or a, you know a group of powerful men as um, necessarily... Sorry, it's like the again.
1: source of whatever peace you can manage totally yeah right thank, thank you like, of so. whatever of whatever order you mm-hmm. you can enjoy that it yeah. comes from these powerful men right and, and Christ just calls this out he says that the uh,
0: leaders of the nations um lorded over people right right so they have this approach um and the people call them benefactors. That's right. Yeah. So it, it it can be a little tricky like it's weird if you just look at it why he said that because benefactors are it's a good thing. So mm-hmm. what's Jesus critiquing? Well, it's critiquing because the appearance of ben- beneficence comes from the uh, from the power of the one who's subjected
1: people. So it's like Yeah, and the helplessness they call him a benefactor because they've been reduced to such servility yeah. that he is, in fact, the source of whatever peace they manage. Right, exactly. Because the, the, the roots of a bottom-up peace have been taken away from them through such things as child sacrifice. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so, so so child sacrifice in both
0: regimes, in the liberal regime and in the, in the ancient regime, they, in, in both cases, what it does is it takes that order in which peace is established through violence against the weak, through the subjugation of the weak, mm-hmm. right? and declares that to be true right in the place in which it's most obviously not, not true, true, namely right. the mother-child relationship. So it's kind of like, well, if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere, yep. which I think is totally true because the converse is true, right? If you can love here, if you can have peace in a family, then you can have peace everywhere. That's
1: right. This is the reason why it's a fundamental fight. Like, it's a, it's, it's a, a root. Like, the abortion issue is not merely like the child sacrifice issue in the Bible. Yeah. It's not merely one sort of sin among many. Right. It is, it is a foundational, like, fundamental right. sin.
0: Because yeah. if, you can, if you can rid the land of child sacrifice, then you can imagine for the first time an order, a peaceful order, a human life, a kingdom um, in which what leadership is, what rule is, is service. Right. It's gift to yeah. others um, because you see it on a kind of microcosmic level of the family. Mm-hmm and then you can extend it rationally to right. the yep. king yep. right which means that the king can never be divine in the sense of it, it, he can never claim a kind of self-sufficiency it's always his yeah. power is always an answer to the it's an inversion the of
1: the hierarchy yeah. it's an inversion of hierarchy and it, and, it, and it, 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 it's a hierarchy then because it's inverted it it's always open upwards right yeah. like it never closes in yeah it never closes in on itself there's no 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 level within the hierarchy is closed and, yeah. and has absolute power below it, right? That's not the way this sort of inverted hierarchy of service works. Right. It always opens up, opens up, opens up, all the way up to dependency on grace itself, which is the supreme, the gift of gifts, right? That right. comes from, from the holy transcendent. The whole, the whole inverted hierarchy is dependent upon that gift right. that permeates the whole thing. Yeah. So no, it, it, it forbids sovereignty in, it, like in essence.
0: Right, right. It it replaces all accumulation with power. I mean, you can see this very practically. Like, if what power is to really be power, and not in a negative sense, like like in the sense of capacity, like you can Mm -hmm. do more, you're strong, right? right? Those are good things. If it's for the weak, right, if that's what really makes power real power, as opposed to kind of usurping, right? um, then quite simply, within a liberal regime or in an ancient regime, like the rulers should be toppled. Yes. Like it's directly rebellious and revolutionary. Yep. Because anyone that rules by saying, I am the only one that by holding violence, uh, by exercising violence in a way that you all see as legitimate, Mm -hmm. I am the only one that can bring this good gift. I am the only one that can order this society peaceably, you know? And I don't care whether it's like a couple hundred people in the Senate or one person. I mean, it's a dynamic thought here, but um, you don't need them. Yeah, you know, not right? essentially, right? No, no, you don't. And it's not to say, I mean, I, I, we always get this critique of a kind of anarchist thought. It's not to say, like, and so you don't need order or hierarchy or leaders or rulers or anything like that. It's just to say that their power comes from the weakness of the weakest. Like, like, mm-hmm. So it, it's, they are necessary, but now they're necessary as servants.
1: Right, and their sort of raw power, I guess, I mean, or the power over and against others Becomes instead of love being, being brought into and becoming just a component of that power structure. It's the inversion. It's the reverse. So now, the the sort of power that is violence is only justified within a power that is love. Mm. So I discipline my child because I'm serving him, right? right? Or I stop, uh, you know, uh, an act of violence that uh, me as saying that, like as the government or whatever. I stopped an act an act of violence here. Because of my prior duty as a servant to the weak here, and so yeah. it becomes, like I said, it becomes the 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 derive where order is derived from. The source is now love rather than power. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean that there isn't such thing that we would recognize as a police force or something like that. Right, right. Like what? Because of sin, such things remain.
0: Right, right. But they always take their justification in the service of the weak now.
1: And and. And the purpose of society is to do away with them, right? Absolutely, I mean, the purpose yeah. of society, yeah. the purpose is to extend the logic of the gift and the order of love everywhere. That's what redemption is. That's what the church's mission in, in history is. And so what you're doing is, is subtracting areas that are ruled through power and moving them and transitioning them into, into realms that are ruled by love. Yeah. I mean that's I, the act of conversion.
0: No, I think that I think that's right. I mean I think sometimes we we tend to think of conversion to Christianity as a modification of pre-existing forms, and it is in some way, but it's always it's always time and time again um, a destruction of peace and order that's based on violence, right? Um, and 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 based on the idolatry. Um, mm-hmm. And that's in, yeah. So okay, so so practically speaking, here I think I, you know this is a, a vast topic, but I think what's important to realize is that you can't oppose abortion without opposing liberalism, right? Abortion is the sacrament of liberalism in the sense that it, that it enforces it, like its act, its possibility in the world um, makes the liberal regime true. It instantiates it. Yeah. It's efficacious. It. Right. Yeah, it's totally efficacious. You have to believe the world is a liberal world in order to not be haunted by abortion. Right. Um, in right. the moment you think, hey, the world's not the liberal world, Abortion rears its head as just what it is, child sacrifice. Right. Um, So I think practically speaking, one of the things that I think that just results from this is we need a more radical approach um, to the question of abortion. And I think part of maybe a starting point for that is to just stop having the abortion argument on liberal grounds. Exactly. So, uh, you know, you can think of this as, and I think this could be something that can be spoken of. You don't have to be particularly um, intellectual to understand this. What I'm saying is just make those arguments that are most uh, immediate and intimate. Like, let's, let's just forget this weird, violent uh, suppression of Christianity that says you can only have debates if you believe in liberalism. Right. Forget that. God makes children. Don't kill children. Right. right. God loves you. You don't have to see
1: suffering as somehow something you can't yeah, handle. Yeah, and, and like—, like it's, it's a lie that, that the killing of anyone is your only route to happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, that's well, just not true. Say, you don't, say that
0: to You people. don't have to kill people to be happy. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's not to, like, deny real suffering. No. And, and you could get into that. I think the other thing, though, is to say, look, this isn't just like, okay, let's change our rhetoric a bit. Like, it seems like true political power, like real Christian politics, like ordering the world towards God would do the same thing. It would not sort of have a proceduralist. uh, Mm -hmm. It it wouldn't care about the procedural structures of liberalism that we've established for ourselves. And one of the ways I think this is just really obvious is it just shouldn't care about what the Supreme court says, right? There's nothing holy about the Supreme court, except for in its own estimation Mm -hmm. and and our own, like if the Supreme court says that a state cannot, for whatever reason, limit abortion, ban abortion, jail abortionists, uh, they should be ignored, because what power do they have? What are they going to do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought this up. I'm stealing I'm stealing your argument. No,
1: that's it. good. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I, I think that, I mean, the, the, those are some of the more radical things that we could do. Would be merely to, really merely to ignore them, right? As, right. as local level as possible. Right. That would be that would be a very radical move. That's po- I think is conceivable. And I, I do think though that also there is a there's a there's a intellectual value in the arguments that we've been making today against, to be applied both to the left and to the right. Mm. So like there's a, there's a sense in which I think people on the right who are pro-life and are sincerely pro-life, but then find themselves defending liberalism in every other, every other component of society and showing them that you can't, you can't do that. Right. Right. Like if you think the family is, is holy, is sacred, then you have to believe that contractual, transactional, individualist understandings of society are wrong. Right. And the same critique applies to the left then. If you believe that capitalism is wrong, then you've got to see that abortion is the perfection of capitalism. Right. I mean, it's like the culmination of a capitalist regime.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and you, and so you, and I think that, that that, I think that abortion then can maybe serve as, ironically serve as a way in, into both the left and the right in, in, in you know in showing giving the left a respect for the family and giving the right a respect for how the family ought to inform social order right right like it can work both directions
0: uh, yeah that's totally true and i think whenever you really after much labor get to the catholic teaching that liberalism departs from mm-hmm. it always its fruit or its mark is always this kind of i mean you say like third way or something but it really right. means is like it shows itself not to be a derivative of the culture, right? Like it's the other kid, way around. Exactly. Like the left is missing something, the right is missing something. They're heresies. They're not like half and half of the coin. They're just different departures from right. uh, from the Orthodox faith. Right. Um, so... Yeah. So I think there, there is, um, and, and some of this just follows from the kind of words we're using. If what liberalism is, is a Christian heresy, and it's true that the overturning of abortion must be an overturning of liberalism, then we should have great hope, I think, that in fighting to overturn ob- abortion, mm-hmm. that what we're essentially doing is converting the nations.
1: Right. Exactly.